What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And to my left, Zachary Parks. What's happening? In case you did not know, this is Team Chat Podcast, where we talk about video games and why we love them. And we do that through giving a top three based on a certain topic, open discussion about a certain any topic that comes to our heads. We'll do reviews. We'll share some news and generally have a good, fun wholesome time generally is the key word there <laughs> generally sometimes sometimes while recording so this fun. i'm just like get the hell out of my house <laughs> that's what we're all thinking there are a lot <laughs> of uh, pauses that get edited out where jared just has to stop and just yell at me and just Zach. just fights <laughs> just break endless out. fights we'll edit that out we'll yeah, edit that yeah out. we'll edit that out because that makes me sound like a terrible person. <laughs> Help us. Yeah, but Jerry, you've gotten so good at editing as a result. We're being held hostage. <laughs> I don't force anyone to do anything. They're here on their own free will. You want to be here because you want to be here. But if you have any questions or comments or anything at all that you would like to tell us, please send us an g- email at, I keep wanting to always say a Gmail. Because it's a Gmail It's account. a Gmail.com, I know. And it I don't think always you're going to say Gmail. Don't even reason. email us. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you don't use Gmail, get out of here. No, no, no. no. AOL, Hotmail, what? What What year is this? But anyway, if you want to send us an email, please do so to teamchatpodcast.gmail.com or follow us on Twitter. Send us a tweet there, at teamchatpodcast. And like our new, it's not brand new, and it's not spanking brand new. It's now just both of those. It's now just new. Well, I remembered I would probably be... You know, criticized for calling it brand new or brand spanking new. Oh, so wow. now it's we just would, we would jump on that. It's just a new Facebook page. Like us there, interact yeah. with us there. Facebook.com slash team chat podcast. Another week from now it probably won't be new. We'd have to just, nah, it's yeah, just we'll have to start phasing Facebook. that. It's out. a Facebook page. Yeah. Boring. No, we'll figure old out something else news. new. An established yeah, we'll else. noble Facebook page. We also, in case Nobility. you did not know, we've been keeping it up, but we haven't publicized it a lot. We also have a YouTube page where we put mm-hmm. all the the episodes up there. So if you're wanting to listen to them through YouTube, please feel free to do so. Subscribe to us there at youtube.com slash There you go. Any Why you social would. network that allows you to slap on your own custom URL, mm. just assume it's going to be blah, 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 dot com slash team chat. So what's our Pinterest? What Haven't set us up with <laughs> a Pinterest board there, yet. There we can do. That's the new thing we can have. We can. We can do that. Or an Instagram. We should do an Instagram. Instagram. We should do an Instagram. What on earth would we Instagram though? Our faces. Our faces. <laughs> over and over, thousands of pictures of our faces. We're recording again. Well, they We're would probably again. be a lot of Fender. <laughs> yes, we would have a lot of Fender on That there. too, that too. But anyway, speaking of all those ways you can get in contact with us, we do have a couple of questions from our wonderful Facebook page. Awesome. Love it. Let me pull them up real quick. I had them pulled up. I'm going to close out the app. <laughs> okay. So, Samantha Mabu. <laughs> she, asks, she asks, do you, any of you think you can beat me at Mario Kart on N64? I my, could. my answer is no, I cannot. You she, can hear like the anger the challenge. in her. Yeah. yeah, the challenge in those words. Oh, well, definitely. I mean, you did you guys have like a fight earlier about N64? No, Mario she Kart? just knows. She's, <laughs> where does she that knows. spawn from, Jared? <laughs> she knows. She can kick my ass at it any day of the week. Any one I, of you. It's I, like I, she's just. See, I feel like anybody. I could, though. Like on certain levels, I think I could take her. Like, even though, like, I know she's good, but on a, like a handful. I think I could probably do it. Yeah, how good is Samet? Oh, she's ridiculous. She's good. really good? Yeah. What's her character? Who is, she, um, who is it? Not that it matters. No, it matters. I'm always ma- Peach. I, yeah. I think she's... <laughs> <laughs> we haven't played in a really long time, but I think she's Mario. Mario. Really? Yeah, typically who, Mario. Who, who would do that? Yeah. She does. 
But she kicks my ass in battle. She'll beat me in the actual like one on races. Mm-hmm. It's, Wait, so who are I you take usually? Her. Um, I'm usually either like DK. Well, that's the problem. Or that's yeah, <laughs> maybe. But I like that. You. That's the wrong, choice. <laughs> the wrong choice. Or I'll be or I'll be Luigi a couple times too. Oh. So that's no, just me. I'm no. always Wario or Bowser. I'm, I'm, I'm I, Bowser, I like Bowser, I'm Bowser every once in a while. Yeah, too. I like Bowser a lot. So I don't know why. Because <laughs> he looks so damn cool. Yeah, I think it's the spikes, it's the spiky it's, shell, yeah, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So anyway, yes, I know I can't. If I do, it's one in a, one I think in I a could. once in a blue moon. I think I could. All right, well, we'll have to test this sometime. We yeah. should. We need to test it out. We, we can, need to we see if Snapchat. we can actually. Sam has do it. Thro- Sam has thrown down the gauntlet, and yeah. you both have picked it up. Yes, we will so see. So, what are the stakes? What are we betting? Mm, I don't know. Your marriage. <laughs> I mean, high stakes. <laughs> Someone high stakes. else is playing for my marriage. All right. <laughs> oh, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. Well, but anyway, we'll think of something. Sam, you have been challenged. $50 worth of LaCroix. Ooh. Yeah. Damn. It's wow. a lot of LaCroix. That is a lot of LaCroix. You guys would be set up for a while. It would be. Hopefully. Sam LaCroix actually sends us some LaCroix. That could be really cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. I sent them a little like note saying, "Hey, we listen to you guys. We we drink you. <laughs> we, listen we listen to I the hope bubbles. You drink team chat. <laughs> we listen to the bubbles, <laughs> and we like your we like your drink." Brandon asks, "If you could create your ultimate video game, what would it be and why?" <laughs> so, <laughs> what, without, what, like, what a question! <laughs> I know that's such a like a very uh, it's like it could go super detailed, yeah. which it most likely will. Which tr- we'll try not to go on too far of a tangent. Your ultimate video game for me, I know it would have to be an RPG. Most likely, so, I mean, see, this is why it's hard because games like Dragon Age and The Witcher already are pretty damn close to what my like ideal, ideal would be. <sighs> Yeah, you say that, but I bet you you could take it a couple levels further. I probably could. Here's like, the thing. With, with what you're talking about with RPGs, I think about a game like Skyrim, for example. And okay. Maybe replace that with Witcher 3, too. Okay. I've always wanted to be, do a game where every single person I see is a real person playing the game. Oh. And they can choose to set up markets and influence the economy in the city that they live in regular business people it's just a living world but i don't know who would run a pick being a businessman over being a I would. fighter we talked I, about this yeah i think we did games talk we want to live in i said regular joe i kind of want to do that too i would have to be like the warrior dude i would like take I the bullet in order to keep the game feeling realistic i'd be the potions see i just yes, i feel you like that would be yeah, exactly. yeah. i feel like that would be really cool but like i don't like how would the mechanics run i mean understandably i guess this is a perfect world there is the ability to do this people would do it and we're not just like gonna have to deal with all the random dicks who are just like <laughs> well there'd be, oh, yeah there'd i'm not be gonna some sell sort you this of, you know well, it's it, like or well, if like, or someone it up like for everybody. burned down your house or something, <laughs> there would be real consequences. He maybe he would. Oh, another thing I've always wanted. Let's say, going along with this, let's say he does burn down your house and <laughs> yeah. your house gets burned down. Maybe he couldn't get on that game for like five days if he got caught. I guess you know it wasn't a, a ban for like ten ten minutes. It was right. real consequences. If they could somehow put those into the real life, where your game would like not work for ten days if you got caught burning someone's house down, that would be pretty interesting. Penalties and bitcoins. Yeah, so, yeah, real <laughs> money involved. Now, real if, fake money. Real <laughs> fake money involved. Now, I would say if I could be like a, a RPG set in like medieval medieval fantasy time, mm-hmm. something like that. That was, I don't know Skyrim can go first person, but my problem mm-hmm. with those is those those just don't feel real yet. You know what I mean? Like first person swordplay, like it's cool, it's fun to have, but it just doesn't pack the right punch for me. I know what you mean. Skyrim's very 
It's like, like I'd rather liquidy. be liquidy. I'd rather be right word, but third. Kind of hit third person. People. Yeah, there's no like you the don't get that feel of there. resistance. Yeah. You don't get that that physical feel, and it's that it's that way in Fallout when you can be first person. You know, it's well, I guess same developers, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I know, but I know what you kind of you know, mean. it just lacks that punch mm-hmm. to it. So my, same issue. I had the same problem with uh, when I played Dead Island for a short time. Like it's first person you're bashing zombies which you know it had a little bit better physics to it but still it's just like it's the resistance it feels like the you're right just word. like yeah the resistance to it. Yeah. it it feels like you're just like swinging wildly mm-hmm. so maybe it would be cooler if you could do like a open world rpg set in medieval times that was virtual reality so that way like god that would be years from now before that would even be a thing that of yeah. that would be, well, I mean, of any depth, really, because yeah. you know, Maybe good, yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Bethesda, <laughs> you hope you're listening. We're hoping. This is the game we want you to make. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, there's already games that are similar to it, but I think just adding in that bit since really, I mean, maybe VR is the way is the thing that would do it for me. That I'd be like, oh my god, I'm never turning this off. But when uh, this is a little bit different. When I used to drive home to my neighborhood, I always envisioned that there would be a camera on my license plate recording everything, mm-hmm. and then I could take that camera and download it onto the footage onto my console and I could race that track. Does that make sense? In like a huh. racing game. I used to think, oh, well, how about I record the inside of That's an interesting my- thought to have <laughs> as one drives Seriously. through one's well, like, own I never would have thought about that. <laughs> well, or like you record your house, the inside of your house, and you're like, okay, we're going to make this a map for Halo. Huh? How big was your house? Yeah. I mean, I've always thought about <laughs> Master Chief would not <laughs> fit through the door. It would be a lot of issues there. But you know what I mean? Yeah. I used, I just could. like using a real, putting your, putting your, the real world, in, yeah. God, you real world it. environment into a game and mm-hmm. then be able just to by use recording that. it through a camera. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I used to think about that. What about you? What would be your like ideal? I was thinking something like U- ultimate, I guess. Oh, well, I'm not sure if it's ultimate ideal, but <laughs> ultimate. Like, whoa, let's let's scale it back here. But um, something like Portal, but with more side quests. One of my <laughs> biggest. <laughs> yeah, Mogan's got the yeah. most realistic. I've answer. got the yeah. most. She's like the, so, that one could happen no, tomorrow. Well, exactly. Kinda... No, I just want Portal or Portal Two with all of the puzzles and humor that keeps me rolling nonstop, but just with more. Side quests. What if Portal was open world? Oh, I would, I would die. Is that possible? I mean, not only would it be open world, it would be open world and space. Yeah. As far as you can aim. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would, it would be impossible. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if I would not be surprised. I'm making this. What's the word? Assumption. No, not assumption. Prediction. Oh, okay. That's the word. I'm making this prediction now. Let it be recorded eternally into the mm-hmm. annals of history mm-hmm. that there will be. A Portal 3 that's virtual reality. God, I hope so. Because the game's already set up for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, can you imagine like yeah, virtual reality with a portal gun? I think it could work. I think it could work really well. Yeah. You guys would never see me. No, we yeah. not ever. I would quit We'd my have, job. Yeah. You'd be like passed out in your living room. Say farewell to my family. <laughs> leave me to die the yeah. way, she the way died God a intended. Happy person. <laughs> yep. I mean, for me, yeah, anything that would put that would, that would place me in like a medieval world in a with a very strong sense of realism i'd be mm-hmm. all i'd we be picked all for two very different worlds yeah yes yeah. we did combine the two zach you chose go. suburbia <laughs> it's like <laughs> i chose medieval and you choose I picked portal portal <laughs> a scientific future scientific future they're getting there, but I know. But the, the, the I love the idea of everyone being a real person in the game. And See, that's what I that always could happen. They could do that. Yeah, and I feel like they're getting closer to that, especially with with games like The Division and with Destiny, where you are, you know, these these big like on, online multiplayer f- focused games where everyone 
for the most part that you do, like you can't just interact with random people. You don't have to join their party, but you could if you wanted to. Right, it's right. like steps are being taken for that. So I could see that mm-hmm. happening. But again, like we're onto the scale where everyone literally is someone else. Like that would be. It's massive. I think what I'm really massive. looking for is real consequences in games. Yeah. That's something that really interests me. Like well, virtual whole, reality could take us there, it man. It might like shock me if I yeah. get shot. You know? <laughs> that would be cool. Did you got I should try to find this video and send it to you guys. Cause somebody made like a virtual reality esque thing, uh like center th- where it was for a it might have been Call of Duty or maybe a uh, one of the Medal of Honor games or something like that. But um where they built like this on like this on a track treadmill where mm-hmm. it's like they could oh, turn and look at every direction so yeah. like that. that and like thing. if they could like they crouched their, their character would crouch that. and all that yeah, stuff yeah. it had like kind of a safety ring around it right so right you could so you like, can like but like you could right but you could legit, you <laughs> could <laughs> run you know you could run you could like fast you know and oh, like you had full movement but you would just stay on this like i think it was like an octagon shaped treadmill thing mm-hmm. yeah but then they also for the added sense of realism they put paintball guns all around the room <laughs> and so like so that you get shot you would get shot Oh, oh, that well, would oh be I see what you're awesome. saying. So they had paint, like a ring of paintballs. So like the, and, the, and like a paintball gun would shoot mm-hmm. from At wherever you. the oh, bullet came great. or whatever. Yeah. Oh, I'd be so, like, I'm done. Oh, I would. <laughs> I thought that's what I wanted. Turns out it's the exact opposite. <laughs> I would. No I thanks. would have so much fun with that. That would be. Ow, so, ow, that ow, would ow. be really cool. I would be so fit. <laughs> yeah. From running around now, this imagine if they could oh, also find go. a way to somehow incorporate renewable energy into that whole thing. It would be the total package. Power your own home through virtual reality. It's possible. Do it. Yeah. The technology we're, in, we're envisioning a perfect America. Love it. Where video games and the human world coexist perfectly. It's what happening. a blessed future that would be. Oh, <laughs> so, hopefully, Brandon, that, that hands <laughs> I don't think question. <laughs> I don't know if we went near in depth enough. He gets it. But we would like to know what your idea of an ultimate video game would be. I'm assuming just from your previous correspondence with you, it's probably if you could just be in Dark Souls forever. <laughs> yeah, I would say it was probably just Dark Souls 3. That's yeah. probably, yep. that probably there. the one. That's his ultimate <laughs> game. Out. He's just waiting the for it. The future is now. He's already played it. Coming out tomorrow. Well, a week ago for all of you who are listening. Comes out tomorrow a week ago. <laughs> Came out tomorrow a week ago. I'm Stay there. on our I'm level. Our future. So anyway, for today, the topic of this show is we are going to discuss. It's a discussion topic day, not a list day. Mm. Free for all. And Mogan actually thought of this one. And I'm going to let her explain it oh, just God. so I can be sure that we are all on the same. And we answer and we this according. We might, this might be totally. <laughs> we'll see how this goes. Of the moment. So what, what are we going to be discussing today? Okay, so this is a thought that has been going around in my mind just kind of in circles for years now, and I haven't really been able to put a form or face to it, but now, thanks to Quantum Break, I can. I can put a literal face to it. It's Sean Ashmore from Quantum Break, the actor that plays the main character, Jack Joyce. I'm pretty sure that's his name in-game. I haven't played it, but it materialized what I have been very hesitant to embrace, which is, I don't really know how to say it other than the Hollywoodification of video games. This resurgence of basically mainstream Hollywood actors in games, as you can reference Kiefer Sutherland as now the voice of Snake, Mm -hmm. as opposed to the guy who did it before, whose name I wrote down somewhere, but it washed off my hand already. So (laughs) you'll have to uh, forgive me about that. I think it's David David Hayter or Stephen Hayter. I'm going to look it up because we brought it up before and now I feel bad. And we definitely need to talk about it because I know more about that story now than I did last time we talked about it. So it's definitely going to come into play. So we should probably know his name. So really just this feeling overall that I'm 
it, it's this classic gamer thing of you don't want gaming to become too mainstream for fear that it will lose part of its substance. David Hater. David Hater. There we go. How do you spell his name? H a y t e r. Bill Hater's gotcha. brother, right? No, Is it that's really? A that's a different hater. <laughs> that's a different hater. It's a different way of spelling hater. You're a hater. <laughs> nope. Don't hate. Hating on David Hater. No. That's what Kiefer Sutherland did in Kojima. I it is. understand kind of what you're talking about, but you're almost going to have to begin this conversation. You talk about video games losing their, what was it, essence or substance? What was the word? More like their authenticity. Their authenticity. I worry it's that they will names? somehow become less creative or less new and imaginative as a result of this sort of latent need for the industry to tap into star power, more mm. or less. Yeah. It's bigger. It's it's definitely bigger. But I think what you would a good place to start would be to somehow have a discussion or define what video games have or were like that you see in your head, what their essence or substance is compared to this Hollywood Hollywoodification. Hollywoodification. We're just making this that word idea up. because I know what you're talking about. And Quantum Break is an interesting one to choose. I guess you're just mainly talking about it's the actor. It's just the most recent one that really kind of made me go, "Oh, this is kind Something's of what happening. I'm concerned well, about." Well, the Call of Duty games have started doing this too. Isn't Jeff Goldblum in a few of those? Uh-huh, um, he is. Jeff Goldblum is he is he was the character model and like actor for a character in the Zombies of the newest of uh, Black Ops Three. In the zombies mode and stuff, you can play like his characters, right. and he is a character in one of those. But so is like Ron Perlman and John Bernthal. Call um, of Duty is an anomaly in the sense that they have become bi- Call of Duty. Danny Trejo is uh, the the idea of video game for Call of Duty almost isn't enough, and I guess this is a little bit what you're trying to talk about. It definitely fits in the same strain. It absolutely yeah. does. It might be the quintessential point of the, the conversation yeah it might be the poster child for this whole idea that you're expressing because and this is something that i think if i'm reading you right you're worried about yeah i like when i think about it becoming more of a standardized practice in the industry it makes me nervous like i don't like that thought at mm-hmm. all yeah i uh i agree i i too am i seem to some for i guess is what we can kind of get into for some reason or another want to it, it, the video game, it, you're right, it seems to lose the essence of what a video game is by right. turning it into a cinematic experience, and which is very different. And that whole cinematic bent has been going on for, I feel, a while now, even with games that weren't blatantly going towards this cinematic thing. I mean, some of the first that I can remember are the Batman games, mm-hmm. and they were really becoming like these very cinematic, stylized fights that really were focused on action buttons as opposed to you actually enacting the sequence of events or the actual fight moves. And mm-hmm. I remember playing the first one and being like, oh, Arkham I Asylum. agree that it's very beautiful and it's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But even then I was feeling like something was lost by having the focus be so just blatantly visual mm-hmm. as opposed to more technical almost. Are you talking about games where you just hit a button to do the next yeah, action where at it'll the right like, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah where it hit a button at the right so time, like, action buttons. yeah. And that got annoying for me. I mean, not to and go to- like, completely oh, off topic, but like the- triangle to break somebody's whole head off. And it's like, that's it? <laughs> that's that all easy? I have to do? Hit triangle? Can't be that easy. I've yeah. got to do more than that. Just like, the, it's more yeah. of a button <laughs> mashing and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, that's why I'm never good at- Well, that's that's I was, that's going to tangent. I was going to say, that's why I'm never good at like fighting games, because I can never remember like the sequences See, of the buttons and I grew and up stuff on like fighting that. games. Mm. So stuff like that actually really is kind of like, well, I used to have to do 
10 perfect buttons and analog tilts in a row just to make one freaking combo. So right. it's almost like I feel that it's making things too easy and it almost kind of feels like selling out to me. Like I hesitate to use that term because it's so overdone, mm-hmm. but a lot of what I feel about this, it does come back to that. Is, is that it's selling out? And yeah, it, it well, because you like have to, you do have to understand that just from a business standpoint, to be able to get these big names and like Hollywood names, they are having to spend a substantial amount of their budget for that and to see, happen. See, that's where I'm going. Well, don't get them then. Just don't get the big because Hollywood there are. Names. I mean, there are plenty of very, very experienced and very well, just great actors, even in just the voice acting. But then now, even now, it's like with a lot of video games, they're you know transitioning more into like a voice and motion capture role with some of these games and you know there are plenty there's a great talent pool you know nolan north uh troy baker um ashley johnson you know like a lot of people who are uh you know are coming to these games and yeah yeah who are like their skills yeah and then but then there are the big the big hollywood names who have you know been in the backgrounds like mark hamill has been the voice of the joker in like everything (laughs) His, you know, his video crazy. games and his and in the list animated. of voice so acting, it's that. it's fascinating. Which I remember yeah. as a kid, like I just thought, oh, he got typecast as Luke Skywalker, and now he can never be in anything again. Mm-hmm. And that's just what I thought. But then all of a sudden, but then like a few years ago, I don't know why I never looked it up really, but I was like, oh, he's actually been very successful as, <laughs> yeah, as, as a voice actor. Very fine. No, he's yeah. he's fine. Yeah, he is just fine. just fine. But you know, but so yeah. So I mean, yes, to an extent, it does take away from what could, the game could be if they didn't use such big actors. Which also, let's be fair, Sean Ashmore is not like hitting the the A list, the top of the A list celebrity. <laughs> I just, his it's, face looks so familiar to me every time. Because I see you have him, the I'm baggage. Like, I've got of, to have seen him in fifty thousand things. He's an X Men, I believe. Right? Yeah, he's he an is. Angel. He was, yeah. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I understand that too. Well, I think what's interesting, and this is something that I've thought about before as well, is what makes video games separate from books and movies and you know paintings, anything, any other like work of art. What makes video games stand out, or at least differentiates them from these other forms? And so, you talk about a video game possibly losing its essence by adapting these Hollywood tropes or Hollywood style. I'll call them tropes because we don't really like them. If 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 we were going to go down that path. But that's a tough question, I think, that requires a fair amount of conversation of really what makes video games different. And that was not what I had prepared for today. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't prepared for it either, but I'm sure you must have at least thought about it at at some level. They're very um, just nebulous, non-connected, non-concrete thoughts that I have never bothered to sit down and put together into coherent. We will do it today. Well, here's something something that I think we can get through this. We can. We'll talk you through it. Yes. This will be an interesting episode. This will be a very fascinating episode. Let's make a thought web. Here's the first thing and the most obvious thing that differentiates them from other forms is you have control. Yes. You are able to control either the character or what's happening with what, maybe it's a stylus, what, whatever it may be, you are the person that's controlling it. Right. Now, that does not always mean you're in control of the story. Sometimes it does, though, however. Video games seem to me have a really nice luxury of having that ability, even if the path you're following is already predetermined, you feel like you're determining it. Right. Right. And with cinema or with novels, you're almost just following somebody else doing something. And so that's why I think a lot of people are attracted to video games because it's 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 might not be the most immersive thing now that maybe VR is coming out, but it, at, at, at 
you know, I think it is kind of right now one of the most immersive things somebody can do. Definitely. And when we talk about some of these Hollywood styles coming into play, it takes that away from me. Because you're recognizing a real person. Exactly. It makes them it makes them it makes them just another one of their characters rather than this brand new person that you can really fully develop. Exactly. So when you look at a game like Fallout where you create your own character versus a game like Quantum Break where you are a character, there is a big difference there. And I was talking about that with like Need for Speed Underground 2, for example, making my car versus them giving me a car, huge difference. And that is what I really like about video games, is the fact that I can have some sort of level of control that really I am painting part of this game. I am part of the creation of this game. And even if it's just you, even if it's just Mm -hmm. your single character, it still gives you that overall feeling of just total immersion. Like, oh, this is me. This is my person. You're able to fully put yourself into the game rather than feel separated because I'm playing as Sean Asmore's character. And, And I'll even say, like, with a game that I love, like Halo, yes, I'm Master Chief, and Master Chief is his own person. I'm using air quotes because he's kind of, at the beginning of the game, you don't really know much about him there's still a level of the very fact that when i walk through the pillar of autumn at the beginning of the game and i and even though like i said earlier there is a specific way that i really must go the fact that i'm turning left and i'm turning right is a big deal for me and with video games even though i feel the control there and something that is happening and that does exist with call of duty and quantum break i'm sure but I get what you're saying where so many things are piled on top of it, whether it's the actors or just the way the cinematics work or way the the story is laid out. You do get you, – you're losing that sense. And I, we talked about cutscenes when we were talking about Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and how can one not when they're speaking of Metal Gear Solid, right? Right. And even though Metal Gear Solid has an abundance of cutscenes that are beautiful and really well done, at least they do a very good job – with the gameplay aspect. Mm-hmm. And especially with 5, the one that I played the most extensively, it's quote-unquote open world. It is open world, but it's, it's also go here. It's, it's like a limited Right, it's, con- world, it's right? contained. Yeah, it's a contained But big enough world. where you feel like, oh, I can explore. Right. And so I think it is a case-by-case thing. Some games use these cinematic qualities really well and can actually enhance the game. I know you probably want to talk about The Last of Us, for yes, example. Yes, I will touch on that. And, <laughs> but games that like... In, in Call of Duty, I just I'm I'm, I'm just jaded about anyways, or I, I don't have a great relationship with Call of Duty because I do get the feeling that how can we make this even more Michael Bay cinematic over right. the top, and it's, right. it just feels it feels you're hollow losing, to me. It does. You're you're a video game, and you have these options to do something really interesting that no other art form might be able to touch on. Right. I mean, I think to a degree, I think it has its place. I think Quantum Break is special. In the sense that it, that it was more of an experiment, which I will just say, I'm even glad the game came out because it was a. Uh, you were I, excited about because it, it's right? one that I I want to play at some point. To be clear, everyone listening, we have not played this game yet. It just came out. Yeah, it did just. And come so, out. and we haven't had a chance yeah, to true, play it or anything true. like that. We're just talking more about the, the theme, idea. the idea behind <laughs> it, rather than the, the game itself. Behind it. But the fears that it instills in me mm-hmm. for the future. Right, and it was it was a game that they announced at the launch of the Xbox One, and I remember being like. Is really? this ever gonna come out? No, and it took forever. Wow, I didn't know they. Lo- I didn't know that. Yeah. I wow. Could, no, I know. I know. I'm not that. <laughs> nope. No fact. No, I'm not going. No I'm fact. not going to question myself. <laughs> not today. But not, I will be confident in my facts. But so I was just like, oh, okay, finally it's coming out, mm-hmm. and I and I was and then also I was like, oh, 
hopefully it's good, which is, it's getting really good reviews. It everything. is like it's getting, uh, IGN gave it an eight, um, uh, Polygon gave it an 8.5. A couple places, mm-hmm. GameSpot gave it a six. Oh, I saw that. <laughs> so, I did see that. GameSpot gave it a six. IGN gave it an eight and everyone was like, what's going on? Yeah, I did right. see that. So it's, so for this one with the kind of, of experimental game where it is, where it's, where it's cutscenes are actually like, the episode, like live action episodes of a show. I don't. Did you know that, Mogan? I don't I'm know sorry, if you know say that. Say the whole thing one more. So time. basically, the cutscenes, <laughs> the cutscenes of this thinking. game, instead of being, which I know there are there's, some, there's like some there are CGI in game cutscenes. cutscenes, but a lot of the cutscenes are actual like live action. Oh yeah, I episodes of a TV, TV show. Yeah. So that, in this sense, because of that, makes sense that they would have real actors, right? And that that you you would be taking control of it, which so that in and of itself makes me be a little hesitant to to completely write this one off as like a as a Hollywoodization because it is trying this new, this new theme, this new um, genre, I guess probably could be if, if that becomes a thing of mixing, you know, game with live action into the same, into the same thing. It's a lot better than how it used to be in like the old nineties. Remember where it was like, they would film like live action stuff and then just like really awkwardly like green screen and it looks shitty as hell. (laughs) I was, I I'm hesitant about, cause I did see some of the live action stuff that they put in. I know, I won't say I I know for sure because I haven't played it. Maybe it works really well, but from what I've seen, I was like, I'm not really on board with that. Well, because they have it where it's you know based on your decisions that you make in the game because you do have that ability to alter the outcome of the game. You know the nice. those things will change depending on which routes you take and stuff like that. And I was reading something about it today that it's like the game is for the for watching for, you know is for the game part is for interacting telling the hero's story. The, the the live action part is for telling the villain story kind of thing. Hmm, okay. And so I'm very interested in it. I really want to play it and see how and see how this is because I think it's different than say like so do you remember Sci-Fi tried this out a couple years ago? The network? Yeah, the network the network Sci-Fi because they came out with a, the or I, they didn't make the game, but they partnered with a game developer um to make the game Defiance. Mm-hmm. It was oh, an MMO, really? like online MMO, huh. and but it also had a companion TV show that went on that went on Sci-Fi. Now, for Wait, me, so did the game come before the show? They came out like the same time. Oh, okay, okay. And so it's like you could get more into the story of the games oh. world by watching the show. So, but then obviously the the problem with that and what eventually happened is the show got canceled. <laughs> it, it, I think it, it made the it, risk I think run. it made it see three seasons, but still, like it got canceled. And so the you know, but see to me, I don't like that because mm-hmm. it's like okay, so I want to play this game, but to like get the backstory, I have to watch this show. You know, yeah, like I agree, I don't think I'd be it's on like board do, for that. Don't either. don't throw so many like barriers to entry on me. It's like right. to get the full experience, I don't want to have to go to five different things. That's the nice thing about like even like novelization of video, like the Halo novel series yeah. or something like that. You don't. That's an extra. You need that. Too. And you for someone on like a schedule. Like a regular, <laughs> like, like a regular. Right, life it's hard to ingest all that media to, to be able to understand and enjoy this one mm-hmm. thing. Like, if I want to be able to play this game and other games, I can't also read all ninety books that right. are right behind. Exactly, it. Right. exactly. Sure. So, so you know, so for that reason, I'm I'm still very excited about Quantum Break. I understand what you're saying because now I do I do understand the point to that you're making, mm-hmm. Zach, where it feels like it's cheapening it in the case, especially of. Like call of Call of Duty. Call of Duty is, I think, right now being the biggest uh, one to bring this, you know, forward and everything. Because yeah, the th- the first game they did it, I want to say, was Advanced Warfare, 
two Call of Duties ago, the one before Black Ops Three, where they had Kevin Spacey as the mm-hmm. as the main as really? the as the, an, and he's an, as he's the a, antagonist. It's a video game Kevin Spacey. It's it still yeah. looks really good. It does. It looks, it great. looks really great. And I thought that was awesome when it first came out. I was like, oh, that's cool. But don't you get the sense that Kevin Spacey doesn't even give a shit? <laughs> or is that just me? I mean, I don't know. I thought he was good in it. And for me, if I was an actor, you know, as because of a gamer, if I got the opportunity to be in a game like that, I would be thrilled. Granted, right now at this point, I would just love to even do like the voice of somebody. Of course, like I would love that. So like, if anyone's listening, I would love to be <laughs> in your game. Please well, give just, me a role. It's but, the line that's that's being drawn, or not, or kind of disappearing between games and Hollywood. And like I remember, for example, Paul McCartney doing the song for Destiny. Oh my god! And it was so terrible. It was awful. Was it really terrible? It was, oh my it god! Was just, it was. Wait, what was it about? I like, don't what know. Was the song about? <laughs> I don't I, know. I don't, it's about your destiny. It's he's about he's your singing destiny. this song and he's saying. Did you ever see the music video? Oh, it's there was a music video. It's, it's, it's so bad. It's was like, it a mix of Paul McCartney and video game? It's the video footage? game yes. thing. Oh, so, yes. so you know, in Destiny, you have those little ghosts that yes. fly around and they're like your buddy, mm-hmm. who was voiced by Peter Dinklage, you know, and all that stuff. <laughs> <Or> it was. <laughs> it was. Then he got replaced by Nolan North, who, granted, is much better at it, <laughs> even though I like Peter Dinklage. But no, so like in the music video, it's like these the in-game footage and all this stuff and then like this ghost would come and like project this hologram a of little, Paul McCartney. Oh, a little kind fantastic. of like smaller version of Paul McCartney and two <laughs> Into Destiny. the game world and it didn't match at all. No, it didn't. It, two, it like, was Destiny so bad. Granted, that game, that song was also terrible. So that yeah, didn't help okay, Yeah, and the song wasn't great and two guardians are sitting down watching him, two video game characters that you could be or watching him sing this Which song. Which you can tell they just straight up recorded like doing the making your character sit down mm-hmm. and then they just like had him sit there for a long time so mm-hmm. it's not like they went out of their way to make this and special it, oh, somewhat man. this yes. somewhat sounds like off topic but it's really not it really has everything to do with this idea that you get the sense that Bungie was hey we can get Paul McCartney see that's exactly can, what I don't we, like right let's spend a fair amount of money to get, get Paul, Paul McCartney, McCartney to write a song because I mean, you know like that's not a cheap thing to do right and you can say Paul McCartney wrote a song for Destiny yep but you just leave out all the parts that it sucks, and, it's, and it was totally <laughs> And it gives you some good press. Right, it, it does. It gives you some good press. And what's even stranger about it, the song's not even, I don't want to use technically because it is in the game, but the only way to actually hear the song is if you go to like the bottom right and hit credits. It's only in the credits. Which the credits don't, yeah, you're right. They don't you occur to, naturally. It's not something that's, that, that, that surprises you and they used it in a really interesting wow way right. it's more of here's and a hidden thing and that's why I don't thing. like it as like a gimmick yeah that's as a like good a word for it as like a PR thing where it's, it's like mm-hmm. just to gain attention for something that's not even part of like the game right Right. that's what my bigger concern is mm-hmm. for the future like for that to continue mm-hmm. happening which especially right now like what, like what I was saying about Call of Duty is yeah so they did it with Kevin Spacey and that was really cool and then even too like Troy Baker is he's the he's the main character the your character in Advanced Wars Warfare. Mm-hmm. And they motion captured him and use and his his character is Troy Baker. Uh-huh. So like that was the first one and I thought like this is cool. This is cool they can do that. Mm-hmm. But now here we are in with Black Ops 3 and in the campaign mode I know uh Christopher Maloney is like the main guy. Like he's he's not your character but he's He's a one of the main characters. I haven't characters. actually finished the campaign of that yet. But yeah, he's one of the main characters. Okay. Oh, is They're he already... your deuteragonist? <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, like, yeah. He's like the leader it's of your character. This, that word. this time we'll I got it right. It. Yeah. That was once the a, correct once an episode. term. Once so I know, he's, I know he's in there. And then uh, Katie Sackhoff is also in it as a character. She is from Battlestar, Battlestar Galactica. Galactica. Yeah, right. And the newest uh, Chronicles of Riddick movie. I know she's in that, that Longmire TV show. 
she's in that. But then also, yeah, so there's two that I remember from in the main campaign as itself. Then we jump into the zombies mode, which I hear is where I feel like it's slightly more acceptable, but still also kind of a cash grab thing where, yes, you can be. Uh, Jeff Goldblum was was a character in there. Not that um, we have anything against Jeff. Goldblum. No, not he's that we great. have a gr- awesome. not that we really he have a fantastic. thing. Against I don't have any thing against any of these things. I just have a thing against the, the idea practice. of the practice of it because I question when I see an actor, for instance, do a, take a role for a movie. I like to assume that they believed in that work and they believe in the ultimate product. Right. I, I just have hesitation fully committing myself to believing that some of these actors really care. I mean, Which they might they, not. Does anyone know? Does Jeff Goldblum play Call of Duty? Does and does that make a difference? Is he a fan? It would make a difference to me, right? It, would, it make kind of would make a difference to my feeling. It would kind of make a difference to me too. And I don't want to be so hardcore about it, but at the same time, it's like I don't want to. You feel, just lose a piece. It affects the experience because, like what you said, it takes out of the world the immersiveness of what a video game is. You just get the sense, like we were talking about before, where it's like this secret between the me and the developer. Right. We're sharing something. Right now, they're like. Uh, they have it in their palm of their hands and they can do whatever they want with it. And the commercials for Call of Duty, for for instance, which are amazing and really well done and like funny and crazy. I don't know if you've seen them, but it's usually jam-packed with celebrities. Oh, yeah, like the the live-action ones? Yeah, the live-action ones. Then they're usually going crazy and shooting things. You just go, my goodness. (laughs) There's no way that these celebrities really... How do they even have the time? I think some do. They might. Honestly, (laughs) there might be a lot of gamers out there. A lot of game gamer celebrities, yeah. but it's I mean, still, they're like they're, they're the surprising ones. Like there you are. Know, I never, I didn't. Really Steven know. Spielberg's a gamer. I know that. I didn't. I didn't know Robin Williams was such a huge gamer. Oh, yeah. Until yeah. After he but you see those commercials, that and that's a little bit different, though. He's he. You can tell. Yeah, that but he, he likes loves it. Yeah, he he named his daughter, daughter Zelda. Zelda. Yeah, can, like that's a he's fan a huge right wow there. Now, World of Warcraft player. And too. now there's was. that actually helps. You're like this makes me feel because of the way video games are. It's still in a stage where. It almost feels good to know that Robin Williams played Zelda. Yeah, you, it gives you some validation that what you're also obsessed with is not that weird or it, different. No, it's it's that whole thing of what we've talked about, and one of the main reasons for doing this podcast and focusing more on the art of it rather than the gameplay of it. Mm-hmm. You know, the art of what makes a video game, the art of creating video games, is to bring some sort of validation and credibility to the craft rather than this whole thing of. Uh, the, the, I was just telling this about somebody when I was talking about the podcast to somebody this week, this last week. Of that whole thing of when you tell somebody like, "Oh, I play video games," and they're kind of like, "Oh, <laughs> yeah," and that immediate and that immediate like, which still does connotation exist. that goes with it. It does. It go does with it. exist a little bit, but it's gotten you know, better over the it years. It has because of, and and maybe you have to almost give credit games like Call of Duty that are like seeping it or, for or mainstreaming like, it for mainstreaming it and saying, "Hey, look, all these celebrities endorse it. Maybe it is cool." However, you don't want to feel like they're tricking you at the same time, and they're tricking everybody into thinking that. I don't know, it does seem like a, a cash grab at some level. Right. Which, I mean, that's what a lot of the Bay Triple... I mean, again, it's kind of like what we talked about with the DLC. They it gotta is. Make their, similar. They got to make their money, and they want to make their money, so they're trying to figure out the best, biggest, way, cool way to do that, through be it through DLC or by attracting star power credibility to it, which is what, what we're more leaning to here. I think it does... Um, I believe... It, it does quantum break good that they did not choose... Really big, high profile. Like they I, very could have easily. I don't recognize like, those guys, by the way. Right. Just really? FYI, no. See what? Maybe using, it's just me. I knew Sean Ashmore, but like but, I, I knew his face. Mm-hmm. I, I did, like, and I was pretty sure. I'm like, I think that guy's an X Men. 
but like not like <laughs> maybe not like I know you set on it. I know another one of the supporting characters uh, who's played by Lance Reddick, who he was in the Fringe TV show. Mm-hmm. He was in the movie John Wick and a, a couple of other, and a few oh, other things. Right, I forgot he was in Fringe. Yeah, oh. and so he's like the FBI main FBI yeah, guy. Yeah, in that. he's um, awesome. No, he's really yeah. cool. I I really it's a like good him. Show. Watch Fringe. And so yeah. it, it's cool. It's it's cool that they did not pick because they could have very easily been like our lead in this is Ryan Reynolds. You know, and That'd then be everyone so weird to play <laughs> See, as like Leonardo DiCaprio. Like my right. bigger concern just from playing the games is that you do lose a significant amount of immersion by playing the game and suddenly seeing a face that you recognize from real life. Well, it turns right. into a movie. Yeah. And suddenly it's just, seeing what, someone what that you're like, I... hey, didn't I see that guy in Fringe? Mm-hmm. It's like it immediately takes me out of the game. And yep. I'm like, oh, never mind. Mm-hmm. Just kidding. So just the what you lose from feeling like you truly are in a unique experience, mm-hmm. which a lot of games do manage to still maintain very well, even when they're commercially successful, losing that is just, it kills it for me. Mm-hmm. It just does the whole game in. Mm-hmm. Which, so to your point too, like another thing that's, that I, it's, it's in the same thread, but not as bad is, you know, there is becoming a much bigger prevalence of major Hollywood actors doing voices in video games now too. So, or, or some more character actors, I would say, rather than bigger ones than bigger names but you know that does happen like what's the guy what's the name of the actor who is in uh avatar the main guy sam worthington i don't know yes avatar the last airbender nope. or no. the other movie because <laughs> nope. uh, i was actually thinking of avatar the last airbender not for la- a different reason not last airbender um <laughs> but no the the uh, james cameron one I, ah. uh, sam worthington i believe okay yeah um he does the voice of the main character in the first two call of duties or he has okay. roles in the first two called call, call of duty black ops games Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2. I and then that's like, like fine. Black Ops 2 say, has Michael no Rooker. He, he's a voice is. in there. Um, and then L- The Last of Us, you know, uh, has, you know, Troy Baker is the main voice. Ashley Johnson, she's done some on-screen stuff. Uh, and then Nolan North is also a voice in there. But Nolan North is great because he has such a, he's such a great talent. You know, he can change, he can, I mean, so, as is Troy Baker, but like Nolan North can, tr- can, you know, do all different types of voices. And so it's like, if you didn't, no, it was Nolan North doing Nolan North's character in this David, the character of David in The Last of Us. You wouldn't know it's Nolan and North. And see, I get that because that, that preserves yeah. the immersion. Right. Well, and there was another smaller character Wheatley actor. And, um, Stephen Merchant. Stephen Merchant. You didn't see, know Stephen Merchant was such a yeah. sort of well-known figure. Like I knew he had done other stuff, but nothing I had been mm-hmm. exposed to. But see, now that makes me want to play Portal 2 more. Knowing <laughs> really? that that Stephen Merchant. Because I like Stephen Merchant. I think he's really funny. And so it's going to be fun to have him as like your quirky little sidekick through the whole thing. See, I like to know him just as Wheatley. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 the link for me. I see what, I kind of yeah, see what you're saying. I can see well, that. I think there is, obviously what we're talking about, a more emphasis of changing games, at least these AAA games, into let's make it more feel like a movie. I, right. That must be a conversation that's happening in these studios. Let's make it so cinematic and let's make it so quote immersive that it it backfires in a lot of ways and i and i think that's more the the true thing of what we're trying to get to at this because i i believe yeah it's it's fine if people do voices it's fine if it happens every once in a while but i agree that i think it's the it's more becoming because now people are realizing what a big industry gaming is becoming Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know um there is. There's a and lot of money coming through video tons games. Of tons money. of it. It's one of the biggest industries in the world. Right. And so, yeah, of course, Hollywood's looking at it. Of course. Of course, the agents of these actors are looking at it, too, mm-hmm. and being like, hey, would you like to be in a video game? I can right. get you in the next and call. you know, they're getting offers, too. They're, you're getting offers at the door, and they're like, what's called? And see, call, even you know, then, like, even with just film on its own, 
overexposure to certain actors or actresses makes me often not want to see the next thing that they're in. Like if I see someone that's been in two or three movies per year, it feels like, I go, I'm not sure I want to see them in another movie so You want soon. to remember them like, as I a mean, character. Yeah, you want to right. remember them either as a character or and at not least an actor. space it out. As their, like, as, as their one like really cool, iconic character. Yeah. That's where I fall into problems with Chris Pratt. <laughs> I love Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt's hilarious, mm-hmm. and I think he's a really great actor. But he was in Guardians of the Galaxy and was really great in that role. Then he was in the New Jurassic World and you know, was okay there or whatever, you know, but then there was the rumors that he might possibly be Indiana Jones. It's you like, it's that too already, much. those already got killed. Those already got killed, but exactly. It's, it's too, too much. much. Yeah. Like it's too much of this because it, you do struggle to go, Oh, I love him in guardians of the galaxy. And then you're watching this movie, new movie, new movie. And it feels like it's the same person. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just that overexposure. And then you all suddenly they're also in a video game and you're like, really even here, right. even in my own home. Right. right. Well, it's the idea of preserving what you're talking about earlier what a video game is that idea that a video game should be somewhat separate artistic form than cinema and literature like and i it can, worry that they're overlapping too much i understand that and i think you're right i think video games are starting to feel even with like let's say for the division which does have great cutscenes, or middle gear solid like i said earlier which does have great cutscenes. you do at some level miss this the world that like for the division, for example, seems to really want to emulate a, a world that you would see on the big screen, right? Instead of, for in my opinion, a game like Halo that is in itself its own design, right? It's its, its own de- world. It's its own world. It, it's it's coming from the minds of people you think know video games, love video games, and want to see it stand on its own two legs with its own history and its own and atmosphere. And that level of world building is arguably one of the best things about video about games. Video world games. building. Right. You can really create new worlds to experience. So and the now, thing is, is when you go and like plant a major Hollywood actor in the middle of it, it suddenly takes that it away. It suddenly grounds it to the level yeah. that we're all on and it no longer feels as imaginative as, it's as, just as, not as it could be. It's special anymore. Right. And I remember, and this is a little bit off topic, but I remember when the Halo 3, and I talked to you guys about this last time after the show, we were watching some advertisements and I was talking about the Halo 3 advertisements. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can almost do a comparative look at the Halo 3 advertisements versus maybe the Call of Duty advertisements. Both first-person shooters, which are both heavy on multiplayer components. But what Halo did, and which I really respect and I think really worked really well, is it never took you out of the universe. Right. When you see the celebs playing Call of Duty, you see it's people playing a game. When Halo did its advertisements... It was just the game. Like, it almost feels like a place that you want to go to. It almost feels like, yes, this place that you can put into your Xbox and you almost are unlocking a door into another world. Instead of, it's a (laughs) just Halo Narnia. That's how it always felt. Instead of, let's get something that these people are getting to. Right. It's something that's your own kind of special experience. Yep. And they just did a really good job of keeping it. Well, because all of those, like like what we were watching, I believe, was the Halo Three mm-hmm. like ad campaign yeah. and all that stuff, where it was like this big like diorama that mm-hmm. was made and the and you know, showing like this epic battle and then mm-hmm. Master Chief and being diorama. held by a by and a in brute. still there wasn't even technically moving, but no, it was no, still it was just like camera pans effective. and stuff. But then also the ones that were for ODST that like that for Halo ODST that showed 
uh, trooper going through training and everything, and yeah. lo- going through boot camp, mm-hmm. and you're like, you're like Whoa. "Ooh, what is this?" Right. And, and, and it's granted, like Halo Three ODST. Mm-hmm. And granted, like, that what? is like going for a cinematic mode, but it, it's still grounded. But in it's this still world. separate. It's yeah, separate. It's separate from reality. It's, Again, it's, it's not like they got an actor to a, exactly. a well-known actor to mm-hmm. be sure. to be who the focus of that commercial. For sure. Same thing with the ones that they did for Halo. Halo just did obviously a very good job with all their. <laughs> well, and I was going to say, not every game can be like Halo. That's a, <laughs> right. that's a huge, super high standard. Halo was at the pinnacle of like video game for video games for many years. So, yes. let me throw this one at you. Okay. This is going to hit home into a world, into a place that you love, deep into your heart. Oh, gosh. How do you feel or what were your thoughts about Halo doing the exact same thing with Halo 5? As as kind of like what I brought up with the, with the Defiant show. They did Halo 5, but then mm. they made that Halo Nightfall series oh, alongside. I've, I have not watched a single episode. There's a series? That, yeah, they made it, and uh, I believe there was even some bigger talk. S- Steven Spielberg had some involvement of, with it at right. some point. Or he might even still do some right. mini-series of of Halo, Halo at some point. This yes. is exactly and so, what I'm talking about, But man. So this is what I mean. Well, so I'll the actor, you, I, yes, the actor who plays uh, Jameson Locke, in Halo 5, he's the main character of the show as well. The same mm-hmm. actor. Okay. Um, who's also Luke Cage. Going to be Luke Cage in the upcoming Marvel series. I'm mis- going blank on his name. Yeah, I know who you're talking um, about. I, I can see his face. But so so it's the same kind of thing. Sure. Which, so is the, in that case, I, I, mean, don't, I, I don't know where I was going. Well, I it's always, just another example, it, I guess. It's a just really like, good example because Halo for the longest time was a video game and it stayed a video game. There were talks about making it a movie, which I'd be totally down for because that idea of a video game turning into a movie, I can be on more. I was going to bring that up as another that. point. Are we that okay with that as opposed to this backward digression? I think so. Be, though I don't uh, think you, it's, it's hard to see if a video game ever actually made into a good movie. I don't know if that actually has existed. See, in the mm, in, not yet, really. I'll in think. the world of the Legend of Zelda, there are frequently rumors that they're going to make a movie out of it. Would... And every time I hear it, I think, no. Yeah. Please don't. Please don't do because that. Because you couldn't make Zelda. No, you, could, you, you couldn't, couldn't make Zelda and live I feel action. Like every... With a lot of games, that is the case. And like you hear them talk about it, and it always just feels so we're doing this for money. This is for money. We're well, going to make this game into a movie. I will say, just like, for money. It, it, I think it it, it 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 depends on what it is and what it allows itself to be. Zelda, no, unless like even if you made it like an animated anime or like see they something, tried that. It would not it's be good. The CDI. Have you guys seen uh-uh. it? Uh-uh. Oh, never mind. Is it preserve not, your not so preserve bueno? your memories? <laughs> so it's like I understand. Where, whereas different spectrum granted not necessarily great movies but like they've made six resident evil movies yeah oh i haven't even like, i don't think i've seen and them. i've watched them they can't they're be. cool yeah. like they're not by any means by any stretch of the imagination like st- standards of excellence in cinema but i wonder but if they still stay- it's <laughs> the jared seal of approval i wonder if <laughs> stamped. <laughs> stamped excellent cinema i wonder if resident evil the movies which i uh, i obviously just said i have not seen they are able to stay true to the feeling that I got playing Resident Evil. Probably not. I'm going to make an assumption. I would the say The feeling no. of playing Resident Evil is probably different from watching a movie about I've Resident Evil. I've seen the majority of the movies and played at least two of the games, and I would argue It's a no. very different, different atmosphere. Because in, in the games, you're, it's more of this survival, like limited yeah. resources, right. especially and like that. you feel that. That's but, whereas it, feel. but then also, you know, in the movies, you're also, you know, the main character, Alice, is very just this... You know, she's a very strong female. Yeah, here comes an action female, sequence female where everyone's going to die. And, yeah. and she'll get you know, through. She's fine. got like massive skills. I mean, know, she's a superhuman. And in the regular games, you are, you're, you're just a person. You're and your back's regular, against the wall the yeah. whole time. Exactly. And, that's and the they do difference. a cool job of like integrating. Like later in, oh man, I can't remember which one it is now, but they have like There's a lot characters the from the games. Yeah. They have like Chris Redfield in it. Yeah. Uh, 
Um, I don't know if Wesker and who the like Albert Wesker is, and I can't remember, but I know like Chris Redfield pops up in his uh, Claire Redfield, I believe she yeah. comes in and everything. So like characters from the game cross over, but they're not the main focus, which mm-hmm. I think if you're going to do it is a good way to do it. Right. So like case in point, uh, the new, the Assassin's Creed movie that's going to come out. Oh, there is going to be, be an Assassin's Creed movie. Michael Fassbender starring. Oh no, I knew about this. Yeah. So this is interesting because he's not going to be. See, Zach is giving the look that I. He, no, like, I, I can like, see again, it in his eyes. Again, I'm not putting a whole lot of faith in it that it's going to be great. <laughs> no. I'm not thinking I, that. But the nice thing is, is they are not saying. The, the nice thing and with some of the newer video game movies that have been coming out is that they are not trying to just make a video, a movie version of the game. So, like. Michael Fassbender is not playing Desmond Miles, mm-hmm. the the your character, or um, well, you know, in Assassin's Creed, you your Desmond Miles sits in the Animus and then is right, transported right, right, back right, into right, the right. time, and so he's not playing Desmond Miles. Okay. He's playing a different person who is accessing his ancestors' memories, kind of okay. thing. So it's nice that there's that separation. Granted, will it be cool? So it's probably you know, other times it flops. The Max Payne movie was terrible. You know, it it was terrible. It was. All of these I despondent sighs yes. are like yes. how I feel. I know. <laughs> and, I, and it's hard to articulate why I exactly feel this way. But I think about, and I want to come back to what you were talking about with Zelda and what makes Zelda, the idea of a Zelda movie, so unappealing. Unappealing. Not just unappealing, horrific. And what <laughs> is, is it a, about playing that is Zelda? A horrible idea in my, like, all the warning bells go off and I'm like, mm-hmm. no. No. Yes, and no. I and I I feel the same way and I wonder what is it about Zelda though playing the game that makes it so wonderful that it would be lost in translation going to the big screen. I think the fact that it's no longer a game. Yeah. But what does that mean? <laughs> I, I I mean I think it's I mean sorry, I don't mean it's, to it's, jump into what you, your it's, answer it's, it's 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 a lot of things obviously. As immediately, immediately as soon as you put a real world person and then are associating them with this character who never talks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. all this stuff it immediately like kills yeah link Zelda. comes out of his tree and he's like hey everybody and you're I like would, oh no voice uh, no. <laughs> by elijah wood or something yeah. you know it's just ah, like that, that probably would like, be that's probably like, like casting frodo yeah. what? What? okay i would probably go see it if elijah wood were in it but i'm just kidding right no but no, i know what I you definitely mean wouldn't. I would there's a big difference walking through what's the village i'm, I'm just gonna ordon village wait or, from which game from just like the village that you start out in is it always a different village from which game uh, oh God. Ocarina, say, of time. Ocarina of Time. So just the Kokiri Village? Kokiri? Yeah. Is it always Kokiri Village that no, you start at? What's, what's no. Twilight Princess? Uh, Twilight Princess is Ordon Village. Ordon Village. That's the one that I'm most familiar okay. with. But walking through, for example, Ordon Village is special. Watching somebody walk through Ordon Village and them doing one particular thing, not as special. It's no. that idea of freedom that I was yeah. trying to come back to and that I know we've talked about before. Video games offer a sense of freedom because you can make the decisions. Fudge. <laughs> Even, did you just, Jared took out his phone and then mine. I texted you to test it. No, I didn't. I'm just saying. I didn't. That was just coincidence. Um, This is how we're going to test you from now on to see if you silenced your phone. Son of a biscuit. I got caught again. But it's that idea, even with Quantum Break, which is a cinematic game, I have, this I'm a little biased, I have a special place in my heart for bullet time effects. Oh, I thought you were going to say Sean Ashmore. (laughs) He is my homeboy. Come on, he's dreamy. But, at least I can pick when the bullet time effects happen. 
instead right. of watching it happen on screen. They're, they're, right. they're just different, man. And yeah. it's a it's, big conversation, it's but just they're a, just different. It is a big conversation. And I think I think that's the thing. It's like and I think that's why video game movies have never done that well, because it takes this it takes this world. And that's what Halo, it, it a Halo takes, movie could be good. A Halo movie could be good because again, it's very easy because you're never you're you're not gonna see Master Chief's face. Mm-hmm. So you could very easily have the same guy. What's the voice actor's name of Master Chief? I don't know. Okay. But you could build up. What the hell? Know. I should know. But you, you should know. I should. Of being anyone. such a fan. Out of the list table for sure. But be, God, what you could do with the disappointed. Halo movie, what you could do with the Halo movie is build up the side characters a lot. The ones that do talk. Cortana Keys, um anybody you could have other Yeah, you could have you, you could, could have people things. do that. Yes. Like I would be like um, like I would be, it would be totally awesome if like a Halo movie started up and Sergeant Johnson turned out to be Samuel L. Jackson. I'd be like, hell yes, you know. Yeah, that, like yeah, it could work. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. I'm just let's just cast all of our movies. Let's but just, you know, yeah, and so like it, I think it could work, but like Master Chief could still be voiced by the same guy, and then he'd have they to probably wouldn't do it though, which is a sad thing because they'd be like, no, this dude can't do Master Chief. We need to pull in a big name, but. <sighs> But, no, you can't. See, that's but, exactly but the what thing happened is, with but, Kiefer Sutherland in Metal Gear. Big Boss. Right. Or Snake. Or whatever. So, you know. Yeah. yeah and that's, that's a weird thing to hear Kiefer Sutherland's voice. Yeah. And I said see, that. And I hated it. I mean, and a lot right. of my even friends without hated it. facial recognition, you can recognize voices. It's right. It's not you like you can't. Yeah, you're like, that's And Kiefer especially Sutherland if they're talking. not professional voice actors, they may not change mm-hmm. their voice enough for you to not recognize them. Right. And that's a problem for me. Yeah. And so it's like, so, you know, you brought it up earlier, Last of Us and everything. Last of Us is excellent because, again, it's like if Troy Baker is one of those people, too, who can do a very good, who does a very good job of changing voice. How he talks as Joel is not what he sounds like in real life. So mm-hmm. if you, so you're able to separate him from Joel. Mm-hmm. Um, same with, you know, like I said, Nolan North's character in there. Ashley Johnson, I don't believe she really changes her voice, but she's not... Um, not for lack of talent, but la- I just think lack of time, at, you know, not as much time in mm-hmm. the acting world. You know, she's like, she doesn't change her voice, but like that doesn't, I wasn't just like, what? You know, like, oh, that's her from this. And right, now I, right. I don't believe in Ellie as a character. Mm-hmm. But so, but that game, as much as like part of me would love to see it made into a movie, part of me doesn't. Well, I think it stands part so of me well doesn't on even, its own. Part of me doesn't even want a sequel. Mm. But damn it, I do want a sequel, but I don't. Well, I, you know, I just because for the same reason, it's like it's either, if it's going to make a movie and if they choose to do it from the journey and the story point of Joel, Ellie and and uh, everyone, and Joel and Ellie, it's like, but we saw this already. It feels like you're preserving so it's either, art, you know, like you don't want to make something that's going to somehow retract. Mm-hmm. It's the whole, the it's the same conversation of people who freak out about when their movie, their favorite book is made into a movie. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those people too. It is you know what I mean? This, this probably shouldn't be surprising. It's all, it's, it's all tied together. It's the, it's just the, the issue that comes from trying to translate one art form into another. Sometimes it does well. Sometimes it doesn't. There's reasons a video game's a video game and there's reasons that a movie's a movie. There's and reasons a book's a book. And a book is a book. <laughs> and yes, trying to get those things into the other mediums, a lot of times it's very easy to get lost in translation and, Trying to figure out the best way to do it, I have not seen yet. And I mean, especially with if we're just talking about books and film, the best movies from books that I've seen are books I haven't read. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, no, I'm like I tried. I I love Game of Thrones, and I tried to go back and read Game and read the Game of Thrones books. I couldn't do I, it either. <laughs> I couldn't because I'm just like, I, I for one, it's like they mirrored enough 
I know there are differences, but they mirrored enough that I was like, I know what's happening. I don't want to read on a thousand page, a thousand page book right now because I know what's happening. Says, don't read. <laughs> Reading is for chumps. Reading? Don't do it. I know. And <laughs> I sometimes will do that. Movie. Like I'll, I'll buy a book and be like, oh, I just saw that movie. I want to read the book for it. And if then I start it and then book, I never get to it. Read a book. If you're going to watch a movie, watch a movie. Yeah. Like mm. I like having a form of media be its own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because just stand alone. It makes alone. it, makes yeah, it, have it, it be special its qualities. own just special thing. Do. And Max Payne's a good example because Max Payne was a game that I loved immensely. And I haven't talked about it here, but I love the original Max Payne. Right. I love Max Payne 3. I know. Yeah, I didn't play Max Payne 3. But again, coming back to the bullet time, I'm just such a sucker for that stuff. And the no, early Max awesome. Payne's, they're so dark. I don't know if Max Payne 3 was Max Payne 3 is pretty dark. dark I played Max Payne 1 also, and it's all it's very dark, but very in, a dark. in a different way. Okay. Very dark, like nightmarish only. Oh, almost. And... There is something special about A, handling the bullet time on your own terms, and B, going through this world with just, and it's almost, it's so ambiguous to talk about, but it's so executed, it's executed so well to, that these demon-esque figures exist in this world. But then when you see the movie and you see a demon, it doesn't seem as subtle. Right. It, it seems like something, when you're playing it, you stumble upon it. The game, the movie sort of forces it upon you. It's It's just different. Yeah you're kind of getting bombarded by visual images from the film. And I love cinema, and I love film, obviously. But playing the game, it's you're discovering things instead of getting bombarded with things. I think another really good example of that, and actually what I might argue is the best game-to-movie that I personally know of, is actually Silent Hill. So oh, have okay. either of you seen the Silent Hill movie? No. I started one a long time ago, but then got distracted by something It's actually else. got Sean Bean in it. <laughs> right, like, which I love things. Sean Bean. Yeah, and you're just like, he doesn't die, he lives. Really? Yeah, good for him, Sean what? Bean. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but Cheers, so actually, okay. from playing the games and then seeing the movie, it's like, oh, they actually did A pretty, decent pretty job. well. Like, it's one of the better ones where they felt separate enough, but still similar to me, that I was like, okay. This yeah. isn't so bad. It's possible. But even then, I would still rather play the game. Because like you said, you're discovering this new world all on your own, and you can choose to go where you want. Mm-hmm. And how your fate turns out is up to you, whereas mm-hmm. in the movie, it's all predestined. Mm-hmm. It's all it's already decided. There's It's not a choose-your-own-adventure. Mm-hmm. You already know where you're going. Mm-hmm. So, I think... With what we're trying to... What we've just basically landed upon here mm-hmm. is that... No, we don't really. We're not a big fan of it. I think in small, we're not a fan of it becoming mainstream. The mainstream practice of putting major people into games every once in a while with an experimental thing like like Quantum Break, I think we're okay with. I like like I said, I'm still very excited to play that game and see how and see how that goes because it is this new experimental form, and I applaud them for trying this, for uh, for you know branching out and trying this new thing. But no, I do think it's I do think it's a bad sign. I do think it will degrade the integrity and the quality of a game if you are trying to bring in the star power into a game into a game. You know, um, again, don't necessarily think that's the fault of the actors. I think it's just the direction of the big triple A studios and trying to just stay on top, keep that edge, keep and make and keep the money coming in. And again, one of the easiest ways to do that is by representing a, a, a deal, a, uh, an actor. So, you know, games in these games becoming mainstream. I just like the idea a lot more. And I use I keep using Halo as an example, but Halo became mainstream. Halo is mainstream, but it never lost its its essence. I felt like I would agree with that. I agree with that, too. And they're they're experimenting like what we talked about with with the series, but I don't think it really did that well. So they probably I would be surprised if they kept it up again. Yeah, I don't know if that's just another 
interesting question I have. I don't know who watches. I'm sure people do those Nightfall series that have live. Is you know, it actors. animated? Is it no, live? No, no, it's, it's live. Actors. It's live action. Where is where is it? I don't think it's on Netflix or anything yet. You, you can do? buy it on DVD. I know. Yeah. Oh. But weird. You know, I, I think I think just what it boil, what it boils down to from what I can gather from what we're all saying is that just as long as it doesn't don't dilute it. And I think you know, don't dilute the the things that we, the games that we love and all that stuff into into and make it something that it's not. Don't try to make it into a movie because that's not that that takes us from our worlds, that takes us from our experience, that for so long has kept the two separate movies and games separate. And trying to blend the two ultimately comes out results in a lesser experience in yeah, our in our I, opinions. I agree. I agree. And that's my fear, my deep seated. Right. Fear. Well, you see these people. They say, "Oh, a lot of people play this game. Let's make it a movie." I mean, it's a very if A, then B sort of way of thinking that makes sense. It, it has a sort of, there's a sense behind it, but you do see how it can also really backfire. It can. And like anything, it'll probably be a cycle. If it doesn't catch on, they'll stop and it'll go, you know, and it'll go back to the thing and then maybe they'll try again in a few years. Yeah. But, you know, I agree. For the, for the most part, yes. No, I don't want to see it done. I want to be able to have my video game characters and my movie characters and then be separate things. I You know, so... I think that was good. You we'll know, have to see. It, we'll have to see where it goes. We'll have to see where where we all find out, or not where we all find out where we what how this evolves in the future. Will be pressed future. upon us. Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> with or without our con- with consent. Or without with our or without consent. our consent. Exactly. <laughs> we'll just have to go deeper into indie games. As yeah. Deep as it goes. Go indie games. Rise up. <laughs> but you know what? We can choose to be forced upon us. What love? Our st- <laughs> <laughs> yes, but also. Our cool new segment of this show. <gasps> right Holy on. Moly. Did you really forget? Yes. Ugh. We got so into that. Deep, I was. That I was deep really, topic. Yes. That was good. <laughs> it was a good topic. I really like where that went. But no, for Yay our new for special it. segment, Moment with Mogan with okay. our own Rachel Mogan. And here she is with the news. Where's my theme music? Okay, that's enough. That's enough. All right, we're going to blaze through this. So. I'm actually working backwards on my list because I don't really think things through. So today we've actually got the newest pa- patch for Splatoon. And what day is this? It comes out April. Well, today is April 11th. Shit. Okay, it comes out tomorrow, April 12th. So it came out a week ago. Yes. So it okay. comes out a week ago tomorrow. So hopefully you've been playing. Newest patch for Splatoon featuring eight new weapons. And it's all for free. It's not DLC. It's just eight new weapons. It's going to be kick-ass. There's also a super long laundry list of gameplay tweaks to help balance things out, primarily surrounding um, sub and gear. So special weapons, subs, and gear. Lots of tweaks there. We've also got April 22nd, of course, Star Fox Zero, which I did not actually know until very recently is being packaged with a completely separate but smaller game, Star Fox Guard, which is like this bizarre little puzzler tower defense game. I have no idea how it's going to be, but they're both going to be together for the same price, so why the hell not give it a try? April 15th, of course, Bravely Second. Everybody needs to buy it, Nintendo 3DS, it's going to be Awesome. It's the next wave of turn-based RPG style battle system. I can't wait. So excited. May 3rd, we're going into May a little bit here. Battleborn, first-person shooter from the makers of Borderlands. Jared is actually playing the beta right now. Maybe next time, before the game comes out, he'll have some thoughts for us about it. We've also got Doom coming out May 13th. I forgot about that one. That was a close call. And then May 10th, my dates are all over the place. May 10th, of course, Uncharted 4, A Thief's End, the final installment of the Nathan Drake series. Now, 
moving on to the more important stuff. I'm just kidding. That was the important stuff. It's all important. It's all video games. So, more recently, for those of you who are Final Fantasy fans, they did officially announce the release date for Final Fantasy XV. It is not coming out until September 30th, but it is going to be for both PS4 and Xbox. So I'm not actually sure how many of the more recent Final Fantasies were being released for Xbox, but that's fantastic if you only own one or the other. Still not for Wii, so I don't know what I'm going to have to do about that one. That's all right. It's cool. And that there's also going to come out with a deluxe edition for FF15. It's going to be 90 freaking dollars, but it's going to feature a steelbook packaging, plus bonus outfits, weapons, and skin for main character Noctis, and apparently his awesome car. They've also just recently released a teaser trailer by Respawn for the newest Titanfall 2. There's very, very little to see about it. I watched the trailer. It's only about a minute and some odd long. Not a lot going on, but people are freaking out about it. There will be additional details, of course, released mainly at E3, coming up in June. The same goes for Gears of War 4. So they just released one of the official trailers today. It actually is pretty expansive. It does seem to focus a bit more on the backstory of old main character Marcus, but the newest Gears of War is going to be his son. So I actually forget what the son's name is. My bad. JD? Is it JD? Yeah, sure. That's his name. And then, so, in PlayStation land, we've got the newest update, so the 3.5 update for PS4, included, to the surprise of many people, quite a few unannounced features. Primarily, you got USB music playback, the ability to set party member limits, which would be a big draw for me, the fewer people, the better, and then the ability to disable screenshot notification pop-ups. In, yeah, Zach's giving a thumbs up. In Xbox news, well, more like rumor. In rumors from Xbox Microsoft land, there is murmurs going around. They're really so nebulous, you can't even say that they're for sure. But some people seem to think that Fable Legends is going to make it. So last March, I believe, uh, Fable Legends was actually more or less canceled flat out because the studio, Lionhead Studio, which is owned by Microsoft or was, got closed. So people were like, Fable Legends, dead in the water. But supposedly, some people seem to think that Lionhead Studio plans to continue with Fable Legends regardless as an indie studio. So, take it or leave it. May or may not happen, but that's your moment with Mogan. Nicely done. Well done. I love how me and I love Jared all the news. just nod. Just nod. Just, just we're always... I, tried just to, I accidentally down. forgot that this was supposed to be a moment with Mogan, and I tried to provide some commentary, and I apologize. I apologize for desecrating You've ruined I, it. I the sanctuary. Soiled. <laughs> Soiled. Soiled it. That's two, two weeks in a row. That's two pens. weeks in a row with SpongeBob. We'll make it, we'll make it three next Sponge time. Bob good SpongeBob week. Uh, so this has been the moment with Mogan. The moment with Mogan. <laughs> we changed the title New of the podcast. Show. New show entirely. We are no. branching off. We're Thunder not. We're not. happy about it. He is happy about it. He's happy about all things, except when I leave the Thunder's house. There's a dog. Then there is a dog. <laughs> Gasp. Gasp. Cue the music. <laughs> but this has been. Yet again, another episode of Team Chat Podcast. Please let us know what you think about the Hollywoodization of games as we have now called it. I like where this conversation Your went. Your thoughts had better be that it's also gross. <laughs> <laughs> better agree with us. Just throwing it out there. I don't you want better any agree. dissenting opinions. None. But you can let us know about your, your <laughs> opinions, dissenting or approving or otherwise, through our methods of communication that we have set up through our email at teamchatpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and send us a tweet there at teamchatpodcast. Like our new Facebook page. 
Careful. Facebook.com slash Team Chat Podcast. (laughs) It did. It's an hour old. So, you know, what can you do about it? Time time goes on. Also, subscribe and listen to the episodes on YouTube. If you like, we normally put them up on the Friday after the episode is released onto YouTube there. And, yeah, give us a shout. Yeah, I want to hear your questions. We will hear. Yeah. We do. That's what I want. We always want. We always want to know some. Note hear out from our new listeners new and all friends. that stuff. New friends who like to listen to our wonderful voices. <laughs> but until next time, I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. Peace out. And to my left, Zachary Parks. Peace out. We will see you all next time. <laughs> Had to do it. You copycat. <laughs> you did it again. Some people don't know I do that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's been. Sometimes a while. I copy Mogan. It's, it's been a while. It's been it, too it was long. Time.